1: GBR for ten dollars off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HailVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR.
2: And now, and now back to Hail
1: Varsity Radio. Coming up here about thirty minutes, uh, Jeremiah Searles, Gary Barnett. We say hi to managing editor with HailVarsity.com and magazine Brandon Vogel. And he is uh, hunkered down in his football office someday. And I got to get books like, like Vogue's has so I can have this backdrop. I mean, it's uh, Schefter right now is like, damn, I want, I want a backdrop like Vogel has. Brandon Vogel, uh, his book, of course, with John Cook, Dream Like a Champion. Vogue's where on your bookshelf is Dream Like a Champion?
2: uh i trying to figure out the camera that right there
1: you need to just like right kind of the- you need to have that behind your right shoulder like it's a graphic
2: <laughs> yeah it might it might be a little too much well well let's let's try it for this segment
1: Let, let's let's Hello. do this free shout out thursday um <laughs> yeah
2: let's see
1: here. hold that thing yeah there we go
2: <laughs> now you're oh, blocking nah, that's right behind me well, yeah. no, we gotta go okay move it over here there we go, okay. Brandon,
0: what, what you got to do is you got to find the shirt that you were wearing whenever you sent that thing off to the press and get it framed along with a copy and have it hanging in the rafters of your office like a maybe a sign of, of your own shirt of when you sent that thing off to the to the press i think that'd be pretty good
2: uh, yeah you uh, know I, I don't remember off the top of my head what shirt i was wearing but i remember distinctly that night it was a friday it was January 6th, 2017, Um that was the due date (laughs) and I'd hoped to send it off in the morning and like I just kept like tinkering. I mean, the whole thing was obviously basically written at that point, Mm -hmm. but kept tinkering and tinkering and tinkering. There wasn't a
1: chapter to finish, you're (laughs) telling (laughs) us until
2: like ten it got to ten PM. I was like, I'm gonna send this thing before midnight. I'm technically gonna hit deadline. Like everyone at the University of Nebraska Press left the office like hours and hours ago. Nobody was like, Where is this? Where is this? Um so, yeah, it was kind of a lonely, lonely uh, moment where I was like, all right, just, we just got to send this. It's time.
1: Well, also next to the uh, Dream Like a Champion book, all the uh, Hail Varsity yearbooks that are that are must read for you. And subscribe, HailVarsity.com. Vogue, uh, so we're going to split this up into... Um, you know, your reaction to Trev and then we'll get some I-80 preview from you. Of course, your podcast will drop on Nebraska-Wisconsin uh, previewing the matchup Saturday. But what was your read into Trev last night with uh, with his update?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess you kind of got to just uh, take him at his word at this point. I mean, I think, you know, there's nothing that said that the Nebraska is off track in terms of the timeline we all think needs to happen here which is you want to have somebody ready to go by the time that transfer portal opens much less to, you know, secure existing commitments, find some new ones ahead of that, um, ahead of that early signing period in late December. And of course, you know, that's presuming we've got an outside coach coming in here. It's a little bit different Mm -hmm. if, if Mickey Joseph ends up being the pick, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. Um, You know how much interest there there was in this well find out to a degree how much interest there was in this nebraska job and i think that's kind of for me the big kind of question out there and and nobody knows except for trev alberts and those people involved in the various committees the 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 firm that they brought in to to help uh nebraska land on a land on a list of candidates uh trev says interest was good so I'll take him at his word for now.
0: And, and Brendan, you say you're taking Trev at face value, but I want to get your take on, on Mickey Joseph, because reading in between the lines on Trev last night, I definitely got the feel that Mickey is not the guy for, for Trev moving forward. And he never came out and outright said that, but did you get the same feel as me in that, you know what, Mickey, thanks for your service. We appreciate you, but, but you're not the guy moving forward.
2: Yeah, I, I did. And I think when Nebraska began the search or, technically could begin this search, uh, you know, after Frost was fired November or September 11th. Um, and, and Trev said at his opening press conference, you know, Mickey Joseph would have a chance and would be considered for the job. It seemed unlikely then, you know, as Nebraska went through those first three, four games under Joseph, like, I, I mean, I, I, I was writing a weekly column on it. Like I literally thought his chances of getting the job were going up that said you look at this now uh nebraska's got two tough games left this season it's not going to a bowl uh it's going to be it's an underdog this week it'll be an underdog next week um so you're looking at the potential of a, a two and seven finish and i don't i don't put much blame if any at all on on mickey joseph for that it's just really really tough circumstances but if you're Trev Alberts, you got to think about, okay, does that context change the reaction to this hire? And I know, like, he's he has said, and I believe him with this. There's no, like, face value with this. Like, I, I believe this is true. Like, he's not that worried about kind of the, the PR around the hire. Like, he's going to do his best to find the person he thinks is best for the job. Um, that said, you just kind of look at how things have gone of late, um, I, I know Mickey has a broad broad support in Nebraska still, um, and I think he should. And I think it is entirely real, realistic to hope that he's involved in some fashion going forward, because I really, really think he's an asset. Um, that said, for the head coaching spot, I think it's becoming a little bit of a tougher sell, and through nothing that Mickey or even the team themselves have necessarily done, They've just come up a little bit short against a, a tough November slate.
1: Brandon Vogel with us from Hale Varsity. Vogues. when it comes to, to fit, do you have a, an offense in mind that will work, should work, or is a stretch to work?
2: I think something that is pass-first, and I mean, you can be pass first selectively. I, I mean, I think that's the dream of, of being able to, to go multiple ways of not being like, well, this is what we believe in. This is what we do. And if, if what we do is throw down the field and try to throw the ball, say, 55, 60% of the time, like you're just going to run into these. And, and I'm somebody who was like never a big believer in this. I was like, just run what you want to run. And make sure you can execute it at the highest level. But this November in particular, you know, you just look at it and this Wisconsin game, I think, is a good example. And if we, you know, there's reason to believe now, based on what Mickey Joseph said, that Casey Thompson's going to play. And I think it opens up kind of a a path here for Nebraska, because if you're going to move the ball on this Wisconsin defense, the best way to do that is through the air. That said, it's going to be like 20 degrees with 20 mile per hour winds on Saturday, <laughs> it looks like. And, and what do you do then? And I mean, you can go all the way back to Tom Osborne talking about, you know, kind of realizing that a, a rushing yard is worth more than a passing yard um, and and realizing you would need that. in in the state of nebraska and it took a long time for me to come around to that but that might just be reality so i think in terms of good fit in terms of system like those those coaches and coordinators that are out there running a dynamic run game uh probably would get a little boost if it were me making this hire
1: absolutely agree and you got to be able to throw it and and have that arsenal available have those skill guys those one-on-one winners on the roster but it's not plan a but well but the push comes to shove you got to be able to run it when they know you're going to run it mm-hmm. in this league and the one thing that's like incredible about nebraska's glory run they still ran the option but their defense was built to stop the uh, the three back, the three wide one back yet they still rocked you if you tried to line up and go smash-mouth on them. They were that diverse defensively, right? Where, uh, okay, three wide and, and, and a one back, uh, being O'Brien, Washington, that's the, that's like the glowing image in my mind. Nebraska could do whatever they wanted because of the defense was was adaptable. Uh, so it is a, a great idea to be able to want to wanna throw it and, and be different and, Stress defenses that way, but in this league, in this weather, uh, to me, it just means you've got to be able to uh, to lean on it and be good at it.
2: Yeah, you you absolutely do, and, and you know, and no matter what you you tr- you try to run, like if it's heavily one way or the other, you're always going to run into you know limitations at some point. I mean, we can think back to Nebraska's, you know, Nebraska of the '90s. And until you got to the, the national championship run, you know, the book on Nebraska was like, okay, they've chosen to to run this offense that helps them, you know, win games in November in the cold. But you, get, you go down to a bowl game, you get mashed up against Florida State, Miami, you fall behind, and you're in trouble. So, I mean, you're always going to run into that. And those Osborne offenses, by the time we got to 94, 95, 96, 97 – were really, really multiple. Like you mentioned, you know, they would do single back stuff. Like there's no doubt in my mind. If Tom Osborne was coaching in 2015, like he would have been at the forefront of some of the like spread things that are just de rigueur now. Um, but that adaptability piece is key of it. It's something that I really like about, you know, a candidate like Lance Leipold, if he is a candidate for Nebraska in that, you know, Not only is what he's done at Kansas been really, really impressive this year, but he had a Buffalo team that led the nation in rushing Kansas in the top 10 in rushing right now. Some of his Buffalo teams also, when they had really great receivers, were some of the top passing teams. So it's really like going where your personnel tells you you should go, I think is the best place to be.
0: Brandon Vogel's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Brandon, let's shift gears, talk some Nebraska-Wisconsin. And I'm going to leave you an open-ended question here to start. Nebraska finds success on Saturday if?
2: If it can stop some runs within the first three yards of the line of scrimmage. And by doing that, I think you can force those Wisconsin pass attempts up. It's going to be hard because of the weather, I think, like – even if you might be in a in a passing down in perfect weather like the weather you know we'll see what it's like but might be cold and blustery enough that it's just like well we're just gonna run it again because we're not gonna we're not gonna risk this and it's just gonna be a rock fight and that that would be a problem for for nebraska I, you know this wisconsin team five and five going through you know some of its own things but it's still better equipped to to win a rock fight so i think despite the fact that all three of the Big Ten's current top three rushers the last three weeks uh, have, you know, gotten their yards, gone over 100, gotten their touchdowns. I really think Nebraska did a decent job. Well, number four in the Big Ten in rushing, Braylon Allen has come to town this week and limiting him in the way that they're containing him at least, like being like, you're going to get your yards, we're fine with that. The way they did a Blake Corum or a Chase Brown would be good. I think for Nebraska to win this, they they've, they've got to stop some of those runs um, and and force Wisconsin into passing situations. Graham Mertz is a starter; he's one of nine when he attempts twenty-five or more passes. So there's your staff. you Got to find a way to get them.
1: Vogues five minutes on the other side. Are You good with that? Yep. There he is, Brandon Vogel. Hail Varsity continues on a Thursday. We're presented by currency.
2: And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio.
1: Couple more minutes with Brandon Vogel from Hail Varsity, Wisconsin, Nebraska, the Husker Coaching Search. So, Vogues, assuming you're you're in this holding pattern of waiting for a yes or a no from a guy with uh, cut-off hoodies and, and a sweet beard, um, who's who's 1A, and and the, the name Munkin has come up, too, because he, he wins and he's got a system, and while Trev's not worried about the PR side of things, you're going to have, I think, a, a section go, well, if you go with Munkin, why not just let Mickey keep learning on the job and give it to him?
2: Yeah, fair question. I mean, I think so. We've heard a lot of buzz around that rule uh, of late. I I do think that there's there's probably some interest there on Nebraska's part. I mean, it's hard to imagine there wouldn't be interest from any of the Power 5 programs that currently have an opening. Um, 1A would be back to back to the big 12 grab bag so to speak and, and not that I mean that don't not that I mean that there's probably not a favored candidate there I think there probably is I think Lance Leipold's time in the state of Nebraska probably gives him a leg up over some of the other candidates there but you got a handful of people people we've all talked about mm-hmm. at various times that I think would be pretty good hires i'm assuming that's option 1a or option b
1: so the big uh, so the entire big 12 is is 1a
2: okay <laughs> well i mean I'm, I'm still at a point although it looks now <laughs> when i made this joke like five weeks ago it was just whoever wins the big 12 is is nebraska's head coach uh, <laughs> i didn't know tcu was gonna keep winning so i guess we've got to talk about how cool we are with, with sonny dykes i'd like, be kind of cool with it Though he wasn't the person i expected to to come away with that big 12 championship though kansas state i think is going to have something to say Mm -hmm. about that possibly um somebody like munkin pretty intriguing like it's it's not a hire i think that lights the fan base uh lights a flame under the fan base instantly based on name recognition um army is not having one of its better seasons at the moment which doesn't deter me from from a coach in the same way it doesn't like change my opinion of say Matt Campbell all that much, but uh, it it does make it a little bit tougher of a sell. And to go back to what we were talking about with Mickey Joseph, you know, the context is constantly changing. Um, And to what degree does that influence this decision? Probably not much, but you do have to at least, at least wonder about it. You know, the thing that Munkin brings is, you know, not the option offense necessarily. I guess if he wanted to, he could, and he'd have you know some supporters based on that alone. But kind of the option mindset, I think, is is what he has to offer. Um, and you know, prior to to this year, he had really done really really well, in my opinion, at Army. Uh, just kind of crafting a, a winning football program, given you know all of the limitations that you have at a place like that.
0: Brandon, you mentioned the fact that Monkin's probably not a name that's going to set the fan base alight in terms of excitement. Is there even a, a guy out there that you think you know, 75%, 80% of the, the fan base will get behind based on name recognition alone? They won't have to be sold? Because that's what I'm struggling with here. I mean, Trev said he doesn't care about winning the press conference, but is there even a name out there, even if we're not talking about it, that could do that? 75 to 80% of the fans will just immediately, you know what, you hear the name and you go, that's it, that's the guy.
2: No. I don't think there is because like, and I think like that'll be you know the the week or two maybe the month after the announcement reaction is like oh it's Matt Campbell like what happened at Iowa State this year or you know even like somebody like Lance Leipold be you know, like well you know great he won. he got Kansas to bowl eligibility but uh,
1: that's an act of God he only,
2: yeah only only one one division division title of buffalo like it's easy to poke holes i think in in a lot of the names that we consider to to be on the the list for for nebraska there's just not that high i mean there's there's not a scott frost this time where it's like okay get, you get that guy everybody's instantly happy like that's not here for for this hire and th- and that's not the case with most hires it wasn't going to be the case in in 2015 whichever way i think nebraska went um you probably wasn't the case in in 2008 though there was a lot of support for for bo police
1: folks tell us about the i80 preview spotify itunes google play your pod
2: yeah getting a little deeper here to that that wisconsin matchup you know kind of talked about already one of my keys to the game there is Nebraska's got to find a way to not just let Wisconsin run the ball at them because that's what they want to do when it's 72 degrees with no wind. That's definitely what they want to do with what might be in Memorial Stadium on a, on Saturday morning. Um, so got to find a way to to address that. I've got two more keys to the game, some key players to watch. Uh, Rusty Dawkins does provide a weather forecast each week in that podcast, so you can get the latest from him on on what he sees in terms of Saturday. And, and this does seem to be a game might be a factor. So break down the game the best way that I know how each week, um, and hopefully people like it, and, and, and get something from it.
1: Well, Dawkins, we, we've got to have a fireball. Uh, warning uh saturday's gonna be so cold you need three fireballs
0: sounds sounds that way well my it's, my it's... weather report is is very ollie williams from family guy it's cold
1: okay <laughs> well thank you <laughs> That's all <Ollie>. you need <laughs> thank you vogues <laughs> enjoy and uh thanks for uh for propping the old product placement there behind your right shoulder with dream like a champion Uh, Get it now for your uh, Nebraska fan this holiday season. We'll uh, talk Saturday. Thanks, buddy.
2: All right. Thanks a lot.